always. At this moment now, I'm going to go into my whole spiel. We're going to jump right in. Nerves are good. All right. Yes, so sir. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's your boy, ladies and gentlemen, C-I-Z-Z-Y, back at it again with another episode of the Voices of Value podcast. And listen, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you guys every single week I'm going to come back with another fire guest, and I've done it again. I've done it again. And just so I'm going to keep looking at y'all from the side, let me do what my homegirl, my homegirl right here is doing in the face, y'all. So yeah, listen, we are here at Commerce Towers Apartments, downtown Kansas City. Um, shout out to the boy Jacob or Jacob, you know, however y'all want to call him, uh, for lending the space. It is a beautiful space in here. It seems to be pretty quiet. It's Friday, so I have a good feeling nobody's going to come in here. But if somebody does, we're going to ask them to join the episode. Yes. Now, in you're provision. probably wondering, like, who is Shorty talking? Like, who is this over here talking about? Yes. This is who? Big D. Big D. D Martinez, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Denise, right? With two S's. With two S's. See, look, I was trying to spell her name the other day because I was trying to DM her for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. Um, but no, I was trying to DM her and I was like, D N I S E. iPhone was not having it. No. Not having it right. on. I said, Where is she at? Did she delete her shit? <laughs> I was like, Damn, why can't I find her? And then I was like, Let me just try a, a double S to see what happens. And it worked. So that's me. We know what it is. We know what's up. Go ahead and tell the people again what's your name, where you from. And after that, let's start with what you remember about the first time meeting me. Like, how do you think you were? Do you remember the location? Like, let's start there today. Oh, man. That's awesome. But first, intro so, yes. yourself. Yes. My name is Denise with two S's. That makes it French. It matters. It matters. Um, I learned to love my name, actually. I didn't want, didn't at one point. But because I found out it's French, I love it now. Um, I grew up in Northeast, Northeast Kansas City. Um, and... Ooh, was it humbling? I still live there now, and the culture in Northeast Kansas City is so vast. I mean, it's the the so various. The variety is insane. Um, grew up there. Uh, we were moving a lot and went to different schools and whatnot, which was really nice. I I actually think, um, and I've concluded that growing up there plays a big deal in just my ability to talk with anyone. Mm -hmm. My ability to talk with I anyone. I can believe that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. yeah. So many different people. Um, so grew up there, still live there. So many things I can name that I love about the place. And um, yeah. So in terms of the schools, was hopping between different ones. And I was never the shy one. I was never the shy one. I talked a little bit too much, actually. So my mother was always definitely getting getting those calls um but yeah that's where i grew up i've learned uh, met a lot of amazing people and a lot whom i would still communicate with to this day and a lot with whom i don't uh, but that's okay and, and we're gonna talk about that yeah, and, important, and the importance of that we're getting deep absolutely yeah, we're, we're gonna have deep. to today Ooh. northeast baby so you're a northeast baby um if you're not familiar with northeast kansas city like she was mentioning it's an extremely diverse neighborhood section i like to call it a section neighborhood makes yeah. it sound really small it's actually a pretty decent sized section of oh, kansas yeah. city um super culturally diverse we're talking about a shit ton of refugees from all parts of africa vietnam uh, uh, laos um everywhere Everything. like yes. everywhere and like 
it's it's really cool because there's like little pockets that like kind of like represent that's like oh yeah there's like mad somalian shops right there yeah mad vietnamese shops right there and then there's a very strong um i'm probably saying this wrong but spanish latino latin x i don't latino, know you got yeah it right. i don't know yep. The, yep. but um population over there which is what i would say the majority of kansas city knows northeast for even though it is so culturally diverse with like i mentioned mad africans yeah. mad oh, mad yes. mad you beautiful. know different types of culture so it's a really beautiful area and i and i hear you on that in terms of like when you're raised around so many different cultures it makes it a lot easier to learn how to communicate with people from different backgrounds regardless yes. of their beliefs regardless yep. of their their accent regardless of their tone of voice whatever it might yep. be like instead of immediately coming to an assumption of what somebody means or what some energy means you take a moment to pause and try to you know brainstorm about where is this person from where are they yeah. coming from before you react with a certain energy or before you speak back to somebody or make prejudgments and i think yeah, that is absolutely. pretty powerful did you what what high schools did you go to if you don't mind sharing no, I mean, you already mentioned not. what neighborhood yeah. so yeah. at this point we already got that far so yep. what, what uh what high schools did you go to um growing up what middle schools just so our kansas city listeners can be like oh and connect with that and continue yeah. listening <laughs> yeah um i went to a couple of different middle schools i started in lincoln and i was only there for one year um a part of me i still remember to this day a part of me remember saying i failed lincoln on purpose because i didn't want to go there the next year no that was not the truth <laughs> that was not the truth um uh, still I think I still communicate with a lot of people from there. That was really nice. Um, after Lincoln, started at Northeast Middle, and that was that was something. Um, I think being at Northeast Middle was uh, definitely an experience start. It's where when I tried a lot of a lot of new things in terms of behaviors, most of which weren't good. Um, after that, went to Northeast High and transferred to East High School because I knew a lot of people at East, and I was like, I gotta go to East. <laughs> my pe go my people are well, my there. At, right. My people are there. So um, I manually transferred my freshman year after being at Northeast High for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> that did not last long. Two weeks. <laughs> that did not last long. Shorty said two weeks. I'm thinking you're gonna say I like. <laughs> Something else. Shorty said nope. two weeks, 14 days in the school. August <laughs> hadn't ended yet. I'm like, yeah, damn, my bad. But anyways, my continue. My sophomore year was uh, three weeks, uh, two days, seven hours. Now I'm kidding. Oh, right. <laughs> Photographic memory, baby. Listen. No, sir. They call me Dory. Dory. I don't know. <laughs> This one's a clown. She over here bringing back I'm, memories from uh, from TV shows. I forgot. Yeah. I'm not even a TV show. Movies. Come on. I was just talking about that yesterday or two days ago, though. I was coaching some uh, clients. Well, not clients, but anyway, I was coaching a class at F45, and one of the people inside of the class was wearing these, like, leggings. And I was like, hey, I just want you to know that your leggings remind me of Finding Nemo. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And like you, you gotta understand like f45 or just group classes in general you got like 19 year olds and then you got like 60 year olds and then you got like 50 year olds and all different like fitness backgrounds and wow. backgrounds so this shorty yeah. was like 51 and she just like looked at me while she's on the bike dying and she's like uh, what do i say to that she didn't say nothing she yep. just looked at me and i was like all right it's all good i just, I'll just know, say yeah. random things when i'm coaching yeah. to be honest and yeah. just to keep the energy there sometimes yes. i'm just like hey shorty your, your pants look like finding emo just so you know <laughs> just so you know shout out dory and them now you're gonna be thinking about this all day all you won't day. wear these leggings exactly. again but that's, that's, that's probably facts but no yeah. so sophomore year you're at what school 
Sophomore year, I did start at Northeast again. I had to manually transfer to East. What does that mean? We don't uh, got to dive too deep into it, but manually no, no transfer, worries. yeah. So where I live, I was automatically supposed to go to Northeast. Okay. Um, when you don't want to go to that school, you have to go down to the public school district and do all of this paperwork gotcha. stuff. So you got to do that every time yes. if you still live in a different district. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So automatic, I was at, automatically I was at Northeast. I manually transferred to East. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, had some friends there and whatnot. I was like, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. So sophomore year, thought I was a little cool. Didn't talk to anybody, but you know, I, I minded my own business mm-hmm. and people still gravitated towards me, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. Energy. Uh, yeah. And well, you know, I think the biggest part was I knew I wasn't going to be there. Mm. So I was like, let me just be me as much as I can without being too much. Right. And so yeah, transferred over to East. Um, Over the next few years, my reason for being at East definitely changed, Uh, definitely changed. I don't even remember how, but I was automatically uh, in East system for junior and senior year, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to transfer either of those years, which was a relief. Um, Yeah, it was a relief. So again, the main reason I transferred to East in the first place was because I knew a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's where my friends were and whatnot. That quickly changed uh, my, my junior year. My junior year, um, I realized I didn't talk to a lot of the same people. You know, some of those relationships, you know, fell apart. Um, never any kind of um, abhorment or, you know, just wishing the other person bad. No, that happens. You know, people fall apart. Um, it quickly became about my teachers and just mm-hmm. all of the opportunities there. And I never would have, you know, sophomore or... Uh, freshman year never would have thought that I would say something like that sophomore year was actually pretty crazy did a lot of dumb things and followed a lot of bad behaviors and habits that that part and we can dig into that too Um, but yeah it completely changed into just loving being there because of my teachers um, how invested they were into me as a person and the potential they saw Mm. so having those kind of people around at you know in your junior year that saw you the way you want to see yourself uh, that was powerful and just the opportunities that they gave to me because of that potential mm-hmm. so i was like yeah that's i powerful. like this place i like this place it, and that's like so underestimated especially in the school system i know we have mm-hmm. so many negative things to say about school and oh, comment yeah. edu- and, and the education system right now or forever let me not say it right now but yeah. definitely over the past like 30 years we always have something to say but like if you are blessed with the opportunity to have teachers who really believe in you who really try to <clears throat> pull the most out of you yes that's so impactful and i say that like what i want you guys to do who are listening is kind of visualize and to be honest this may not be the best visualization because it probably involves a little bit of judgment but let's try not to do that <laughs> to our best of our abilities but like visualize everyone you knew when you were in like elementary school middle school and like just think about those people who you remember being really intelligent really active in school really sweet really kind but then how life, their friend group, experiences outside of school, how those experiences negatively impacted their perception on the world, and then, you know, in tandem with that, changed their behaviors, and those people went down a very tough path and are still recovering. I know you're a little bit younger than me, so you're probably definitely experiencing seeing people still in that phase of, like, just adolescence and not becoming an adult yet and still going through the pain and the, the struggles that they have to go through you know from whatever it looks like I, and i feel like it's probably similar experiences but whether that's just being in the streets doing you know mm-hmm. certain activities 
or whether that whether that's you know being too involved with drugs or whatever it might yeah. be whether it's not looking into what you want to be when you're older like i definitely remember being a few years ago and not that yeah. you're that much younger than me yeah. but i definitely remember being that age and like everyone was still trying to figure it out and don't get me yeah. wrong at the grand age of 26 everyone's still trying to figure it out but people are starting to transition into that phase of life where they finally are getting out of that like all the traumatic experiences that they put themselves through mm-hmm. and they're like figuring out what they love they're figuring yes. out what their vision starting to look like they're starting to care about things that actually matter my whole point being is i want you to visualize like people who went through a, a, a like a crazy transition between middle school and high school and who you once knew is no longer that person mm-hmm. because nobody ever believed in them throughout that time and tried to pull it out of them they just kept going down the wrong path and nobody like invested enough time to try to pull them back in like yeah i can look at you right now and i've known you since you were 15 not like best friends or anything like that yeah. but i've known you since that age and i don't remember you being like vastly different but that's because i didn't know you like yeah. that but i do i can understand like just from the from, i know people from your community i know the community in general i'm not far down the block from y'all so like yeah. i know the path you could have went I know the direction yeah. that probably a lot of your current friends are still struggling to get out of right now, or yeah. past friends, current friends, you know. Yeah. But um, so to see where you are today, which is why I brought you on the podcast, is kind of inspiring. And I'm sure those teachers were a part of that, like just pulling the best out of you so that you knew to always look for that within. Absolutely. And when you started to enter a, a phase of darkness, you knew how to crawl back out of that. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes people never get taught that because primarily because nobody ever believed in them so they struggle to believe in themselves so when mm-hmm. they do get in that phase of darkness they're in it a lot longer because yeah. they don't know who where the hell to look oh yeah but anyways i'm ranting a little too yeah. much so i want to No, that's that's a good point uh, yeah and, and so i kind of want to double back into your high school career i love that you had those dope teachers but what were your interests at that time like what were yeah. you super passionate about was it art was it music was it sales was it it (laughs) fitness like what were your interests like think about 15 to 18 like what were you really interested in what were those teachers trying to like pull out of you yeah talk about that time period so uh 15 and 16 were really interesting years for me uh that's when i learned a lot now of what i will never put myself through again in my life um 15 and 16 were probably the years that I began a lot of really bad habits. So some of the things that I was interested around then was smoking weed, a whole lot of it, um, and being around people who made me feel comfortable and only that. Hmm. Um, And so that resulted in me uh, having friends who were okay with being in the same routine, whether it grew them or not. Uh, because even in those even in those environments I still stuck out Um, and I think that was because of again just my ability to connect with anyone and that was definitely something that I was just interested in is just passing by time Um, and I wasn't I wasn't worried about much Um, I wasn't doing well in school 15 and 16 I was just kind of going with the flow and uh yeah i mean that part i looking back on those years there was a lot of time that passed me by Mm. and that came up uh after my senior year too even it was like uh, an entire replay Mm -hmm. like you know history (laughs) repeats itself so i think these last few years have definitely been um you know yeah Mm -hmm. a roller coaster and now i see it 
as exponential, an exponential roller coaster. And it's such a blessing to look at it that way. Um, but those two years, I would say, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, because I recognized it, that's what I was interested in. Um, and so let's recap that. Yeah. 15, 16, you are now exposed to things that are seen as, you know, I'm going to go like this. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm downplaying and no, saying yeah. that it wasn't a tough time for you. But what are seen as maybe negative things, smoking yeah. weed or um you know, chilling, not really having any goals or dreams or trying to be better in school or trying yeah. to be better at a sport or trying to develop a, a new habit or a new skill. You were just like, I right, I go to school, chop it up with friends, have yeah. fun, go home, smoke, yeah. whatever. If I have to do a little homework, cool. Repeat, 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 yeah. repeat, 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 repeat. Yeah. Is that kind yeah. of a, a good? Uh, yeah, it, it's a good one because that's what it was on the outside. Mm. Um, that's what it was on the outside. I have, I think since a very young age, a younger age, I've always been very diverse with my passions and what I loved doing. Mm -hmm. So I've always been really into music. I've always re really been into writing and uh, learning more about those things and learning more about everything, really. Mm -hmm. And so because I knew that all of this was on the inside and that I was still active, actively uh, digging into that, like journaling all the time and playing my guitar or the piano, whatnot, writing songs, um, that I, w because I was still digging into that, that it was no problem if that didn't mesh with the other things that I was doing. It just all seemed normal to me. Um, there were, you know, of course, some, you know, a couple of relationships that I began around that age too, where it definitely made me also lead as a person that I wasn't that I know I, w I am not now, that I know I wasn't uh, supposed to be. And it made me feel ahead of where I was in not a good way. I think, I think seeing the best of yourself and feeling like you're ahead of yourself has to be pure, that has to be sincere or else you'll end up worse than where you left mm -hmm. off. And so that's what I was doing because I knew that all of this beauty, uh, that our, all of this artistic beauty was on the inside of me and that it was still there, my creativity, um, my, my artisticness, just all of this was still there. I was okay with, um, and of course, you know, I of course don't have any judgment really for anyone, um, but for weed in general. Um, for me, it was 100% an abuse, 100% an abuse. Um, you know, looking back at that now, I wish I could give that me a hug, mm. a big hug, and just say, you do not need to be doing this so much. Mm. And um, it, it just, it killed me those, those first couple of years when I first started doing that. So yes, it was, it was me not being worried. I think if anything, I was a little bit more worried about the relationships around me mm -hmm. um, and how I was affecting them, not them, me. Affecting you, right. Yep. No, yeah. and that's powerful. And I love the, I love the self-awareness now to like be able to look back and say that. And I think that's impactful because I think someone can like listen and be like, hmm, I've never thought about it from a perspective of like, is this abuse of this yeah. tool, you know, I yeah. guess you could say, or is this, you know, just, this is just what I do and I yeah. enjoy it and I'm still functioning and doing my life and not like overdoing it, but just kind of forcing people who might listen to this to kind of double back and reflect. Yeah. And, and more than anything, whether it's, you know, smoking, smoking weed or whether it's partying or whether it's sex, whatever it is, like 
being able to have that self-awareness and the understanding that self-awareness is important to like take a moment to reflect and be like how much am i utilizing this is it serving me yeah like i think certain times certain phrases are like cliche online like somebody might see like a little caption photo that they repost on their instagram every month that says um you know look and look within yep. you know what i'm saying but like <laughs> yeah. and because it's cliche they overlook it because it yep. keeps in it be reposted so now it's just like whatever yeah but it's cliche for a reason things become cliche for a reason because mm, they're impactful the tools matter the tools work so they get regurgitated over and over again from the individuals who actually put it into practice yes. and see like it, its benefits reap so yeah. either way self-awareness super impactful i love that you were able to see that in yourself whether it was then or now Thank but you. either way just being able to see that and then like reflect on it and then take action yeah so from that same perspective of like self-awareness reflecting taking action and shifting towards a different path that leads you where you want to go speak about like some other moments in your life especially we just talked about 15 16 so like 17 18 transitioning out of high school like what were some other impactful experiences that you had to go through to be able to like kind of just hit you in the head and like oh shit i gotta reflect for a moment yeah like, what else yeah. comes to mind yeah so because of how 15 16 went um you know i i put myself out there to a lot of those teachers who were just seeing me be me but also seeing what i wasn't and me leading as that um they they saw that version of me and just naturally knew that i guess it was worth it to invest into that emotionally mentally believing in me um i let uh, I let a lot of things go after 16, uh, certain relationships, certain, uh, I stopped smoking for a long time. And my junior year, I like to think of now as, I think it was just such a beautiful part. I, it was my favorite year of high school. That's when I genuinely began to dig into all of the things that I knew were inside me, my sophomore, my freshman year. I sincerely dug into those because I knew how much I needed it on the inside, mm-hmm. how much my soul needed it, and also because I, I thought it was so much fun. Uh, so that's when, I, that's when I really got into fitness. Um, I think 16, 15 is, you know, I was doing it every now and then so I could feel, uh, you know, a sense of accomplishment every now and then. And uh, really, I started 15, 16 because I was so insecure about my weight. Um, I was like, just straight up, I'm like, I'm fat. I don't want to be this way. Um, I want to fit into this clothes, whatnot. And I don't think enough people talk about how unhealthy it is and how sad it is, most of all, to have that kind of view at such a young age. And so that's where mine started. I, you know, I, I'm insecure about this. Um, I'm liking it because it feels good. But deep down inside, that's why I was doing it. So 17 uh, was when I reached a different, my junior year was when I reached a different kind of realization. Like, yes, I really love this, but that's when I started learning more about that. So more about um, exercises. And uh, that's when I was really digging in, going late at night and just all of these different things. She was going late at night. Let me Man, tell you. you would Listen, see, you so would see I've been following her on Instagram. <laughs> so, so quick run through the homegirl, Karina. Yes. That's how we know each other. You did um, ask so that. The, the, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> you just forgot about my <laughs> yeah, question. That's all. But the homegirl Karina, like, would just take us 
me and the homies just to like random spots to meet some of her friends. Not that's not a little crazy. So we, <laughs> so she worked at a specific restaurant. It? She worked at yeah. a specific restaurant. So we would pull up there sometimes while she was working, so Karina could say hi to her, and then that's how we connected. Was at yeah. a, we don't need to shout out the restaurant, but yeah. either way, <laughs> or we can't. I don't know, but I don't know if you. But Anthony's Italian there Restaurant. There we go. Guys. And shout Such out old cool boy. Spot. What was buddy's name in there? Uh, all the girls had crushes on him. The the manager. Oh, oh Vito. Yeah, Vito, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. Shout everyone loves you. Facts. So <laughs> that ain't a lie. Every time we went in there, everyone loved Vito. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. we used to like just link up connect at that t- at that time and just chop it up real quick nothing crazy like i said this is probably the most in-depth conversation we've ever had so it's yeah. never like nothing crazy but i followed her from that point on and then she started like working out a lot and i was watching personal trainer um yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I, and it, I just love fitness it didn't matter that i'm a personal trainer love fitness anyways but like i was seeing her post i was like okay and so i just comment support it's like good shit good shit Strong arm emoji, strong yeah. arm emoji, good shit, prayer <laughs> hand emoji, good shit. Like, literally, if Support. you go through our DMs from the past four years, that's what it is. Yeah. Good shit, good shit. Thanks, homie. Good yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. That's what it is. And yeah. so, I just remember you going into the gym late at night, and I'd be like, why is it always empty in there? But when I go to Genesis, it's cracking like a motherfucker. So what time you be going in there? She's like, 1 a.m., 12 p.m., 12 a.m. Oh it got God. crazy I'm sometimes. Like, but anyways, continue. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to give some backstory. No, no, that's facts. Yeah, so I, um, and, you know, working at the restaurant was a big, I like, to, I like to call it, yeah. you know, a big reason. I'd get off at 1130 sometimes, and then, of course, got to go home and get ready. By then, I've already taken my bang, so 300 milligrams of caffeine, <laughs> caffeine is not okay, man. Yo, it's not okay. And Genesis has the sauna, the steam room, the hot tub, the pool, so come on. And at 12 a.m., it's empty in that bit, It's so. empty, so... Mm-hmm. so um, that's when I really started to dig into a lot of that. Uh, I started because I, you know, I've been journaling for a long time. Uh, that's when I switched my journaling. Uh, I, you know, I still used it as an expression, as an expression bucket. You know, where every now and then I was feeling some kind of way, didn't know how to put my finger on it, so I would put it there. As I wrote down, I figured that out, what I was feeling, how I was feeling, why. Um, I did that still every now and then but i used it more as a util- uh, as a utility around this time asked myself started asking myself some tough questions um i'm i'm proud of it to this day because it started the kind of questions i ask myself now are much are much more difficult mm-hmm. um but i dug into that towards the end of my junior year i think that's when i started feeling myself decline a little bit mm. Um, there were certain relationships around me who I invested myself too much into, you know, whether it was friends, whatever it may be. Um, I invested myself too much into, and because I'm such an empath and I, I definitely deliver myself in a very full way. Um, you get, you know, all of me a lot of the time. And, uh, I was giving myself to a lot of these people, you know, around me. Um, I started to feel myself decline. Some of the things, you know, I promised I would never do again started to come up. Uh, Certain behaviors and environments will bring those out of you. Um, Environments will bring those out of you. If you you start leading as somebody you know you're not or just somebody you think you want to be but you don't fully believe it, you're going to end up 
coming off a different way and being misunderstood because that is the real you. Mm -hmm. That is the real you, the, the one that ends up coming out. Um, you're just now beginning to understand those sides of yourself. So uh, I started realizing there were a lot of parts that weren't healed and whatnot. Um, senior year was tough. Senior year was tough. And towards the end of senior year, when I almost didn't graduate, that's when I was like, yeah, these teachers, my principal, like they really believe in me. Um, my siblings and I were always known for being really smart, you know, really intelligent. Um, if I would have given my all my entire high school year, you know, straight A's I would have been, 100%. And so I think that was one of the big reasons why they believed in me. They saw so many different versions of me my entire high school years that they knew that the best version of me was the best version of me. And they, they knew that. That's what they saw, even at my lowest. So uh, hands down, if it were not for those uh, you know mentors, especially at the time, I definitely look at it that way now. Uh, my principal, my vice principal, who truly believed in me and still always kept offering me these opportunities, even when I was like, I don't deserve this. I, I don't know why you see me. Um, if it were not for them, I wouldn't have graduated. And um, I kind of I kind of stayed in that spot for some time. I think after my senior year, uh, there there was what happened after my junior year heightened after my senior year. I, that's when I started getting comfortable. Um, I started getting really comfortable with uh, certain things that certain habits that I picked up again. And honestly, for for quite some time after my senior year, I almost, I, I say almost now, but I think I really accepted for a little bit, I'm not growing anymore, mm, you know? Wow. Junior year, is, junior year was your peak. This, you know, you did some amazing things here. People, know, people knew you for, you know, having all of these goals and this mindset, this maturity that nobody else that we know your age has and that was it. That was your shine. You had the chance. That's done. Mm. You went down, and for a second, um, I say for a second, but I stayed there for quite some time. I was just like, yeah, this is it. You're not growing anymore. You're, you're staying in this, in this dirt for too long, and you could have done something to do about it. You could have made that decision, but you didn't. And getting out of that was rough. Mm -hmm. Getting out of that was so rough, man. It's because um, you almost accepted a belief about yourself yes, yeah. that wasn't true. And once you accept it fully, it is a fucking damaging experience. Yeah. And not to say that it's impossible to come back from, but when you accept something completely and fully or you like get a percentage of the way there, when you try to overcome that acceptance, mm -hmm. you really have to re-educate yourself. 100%. And that's kind of what it sounds like is that you were like, damn i hit my peak all right yeah. like i think i think that might be it for yeah. me like that was my moment yeah that was like my top tier growth if i if i hit that again cool but yep. like i already hit it so it's yep. like whatever yeah and, and like sad. when you say that yeah it's just yeah. like shit all right yeah. i've accepted this now let's yeah. live the rest of the 80 years exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. and man the months definitely felt like years around that time uh the months felt like years because yeah, I think a part of me did accept that. I think a part of me accepted, um, again, you made this decision to go downhill. You haven't done anything about it. You let, you know, some relationship or whatnot, or you let this idea of you or this habit that you keep entertaining, you let that convince you that that's who you really are and that that's what you deserve. Mm -hmm. And 
I stayed there and boy, did the months feel like years. Um, exactly what you said. You have to, you had to re-educate yourself and I had to not only relearn myself, but just reevaluate what really means the most to me. Mm-hmm. What is what's gonna what what's gonna ignite a fire in me to take me out of this, and not only take me out of it, but get me to that next level where I can start. Mm-hmm. And because it, it wasn't fitness anymore, it wasn't journaling. A a bunch of the journaling that I did around then was you know some sad writing and uh, just pure wrath I think there was a lot of wrath in me for certain people and for sides of me that I let drop and when you feel that so constantly like you could have done this and you're still here and oh well this is what was meant to happen uh, man it's it's sad it's definitely sad so so yeah that that stayed there for a little bit and I to this day am really grateful for that just that slope that, that i hit yeah. yep it was a big dip it was a big dip man i think like when we go through tough times when we hit those big dips when we start to rise out of that again that's kind of an exciting moment because you got to think about it i mean it's just like you were speaking to caffeine earlier yes. wow well, the reason we take caffeine is we're like down here we're feeling like a dip we either just woke up or didn't get a good night or whatever it might be right yeah we're in a dip and as soon as we take that and shoot up it's like a fucking high we're like oh wow yeah and it's the same thing with like serious ass drugs too you know like why do people keep going back to it because it's like as soon as they get on it now when they're not that high they feel like they're in a huge dip yeah and then when they get that shit again boom and like you can like you can do that same thing i think you can do that same thing obviously the goal is to try to like just continually grow up yeah. you know and have a consistent years like that but we're always going to hit a dip at some point yes. so it's like when you feel that sometimes some individuals get in a routine of doing that where they're like they'll purposely bring themselves down yes. just so they can feel that rise again and it's so tiring yeah. and it's so exhausting that eventually like they burn out of that and they don't have any more i've just seen it too many times oh man just it's pr- primarily around like relationships um and a little bit in terms of career where people yeah. purposefully like what's it called sabotage things yeah just so yeah. they can feel that rise again yeah that high of like going down and feeling bad about themselves but then like locking back in and like yeah building something again or you know i've seen yeah. it a lot with like men where it's like they'll like drop a girl off and then like just so they can go out there and excuse my language but this is the best way the word that i can use and it's going to sound terrible but so they can go out there and hunt again yeah and then like that high of like chasing something and then finally getting it and then throwing it away it's not because you didn't like it but because you don't know how to maintain and sustain like yep. good feelings good emotions i don't yeah. know if that made sense it sounded a little crazy made sense to, to me sense to me no. <laughs> but um yeah but no that's important yeah no it um when you as you're speaking about that and saying you get that need to sabotage yourself you mm-hmm. know said frankly mm-hmm. whether you know it or not um that touched on a part in me i think that's the tough i think that's the difficult part of uh, being overly sympathetic about your emotions and about what you're uh, about what you're going through on the inside me as such an emotional person i think i'm the most emotional person a lot of people know you know and they see some great sides of me um, but they also know that on the inside there's so much you know 
the more beauty, you know, it could easily be the opposite. Mm-hmm. And Beauty and the Beast, that's what the movie about. Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. that, you know, that was all within me. And um, I think at a certain point, I, I was there for those sides of me that were struggling a little bit too much. Because mm. I was like, you need somebody here for you. I'm here for you. You're validated. You're, you're everything that you need right now. And so it was me affirming myself in a narcissistic way that I did not know was narcissistic mm. until I kept going down. Because every time I would rise up, it didn't fill me up. Mm. And it never was long enough for me to feel like, yeah, this is where I want to be. This is what I was waiting for. Uh, the other night, I was uh, reading through some of my entries of old and just reading through certain entries where I wrote about feeling accomplished for feeling a certain way. You know, mm. I, okay, I feel, I feel accomplished because I finally feel like there's a different chapter coming or whatnot. And two days later, writing about why am I still here? Mm. So it was not genuine whatsoever. And I think that's the tough thing about being genuine with yourself. And I think, you know, I mentioned the roller coaster earlier. Um, I have not felt the way I feel these days in so long. Mm. And I don't, I don't think I've ever felt this before, actually, um, because over these last few months, I learned what being genuine with yourself and honest with yourself truly is. And so many things begin just falling out of your life and right. ending. And uh, when that does, God will replace it, right? Tenfold, mm-hmm. tenfold. And so, uh, I, I don't know, just when you said that, that is 100% what I was doing. I just didn't know it. And I was giving myself too much sympathy in places that just needed honesty, that needed accountability. And you can be honest and accountable with yourself and have empathy for yourself and understanding, you know, understanding those parts of you that are still struggling. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But I just wasn't giving myself that balance. I was giving myself too much of the comfort in hopes that, like you said, I would then again rise up. Yeah, I always think about, like, how to approach that conversation with people where you do need a part of you that loves and looks after you, but you also need a part of you to be like, get your ass up, my boy. Yes, yeah. and, And then trying to figure out how to be that person, like, inside of friendships and relationships as well because you like want to be empathetic but then you're like if i'm too empathetic this is just me speaking you know about something i'm thinking about for myself but just like going through trying to figure out am i supposed to be empathetic in this moment or am i supposed to be a hard ass you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. because we're constantly trying to figure that out for ourselves especially modern day times it's kind of hard like there's it, we're split down the middle with people to be like just get off your ass go work a job who cares if you like yeah. it like fuck that just go work when back in my day i had to do this you know <laughs> yeah and, and the, but i think there's a role that that does play that sort mm-hmm. of energy and then there's the total flip side like anytime you feel a moment of anger leave the job or leave the relationship or whatever like where it's like way you. too yeah he does yeah. not deserve you oh he didn't buy you dinner <laughs> she didn't send you a good night text she's cheating on you you must leave like Nobody, whatever nothing there's like deserves no in between you, yeah. 
And yeah. so, and I, but I understand it at the same time because trying to find that, I hate this word, but balance, like yeah. trying to find the balance between the two. Like, am I supposed to be empathetic towards myself or towards my partner or towards my friend right now? Or am I supposed to be a hard ass? Am I helping it's them tough. or am I not helping them? And so I think like, that's what you were mentioning there in a way where you're like, sometimes it's like, you got to love yourself and you can love yourself while also keeping it real. Yep. Basically, it's like keep it 100 with yourself and love yourself at the same time. It's very possible. You just got to learn what that looks like for you and yes. like what what language you have to use with yourself to feel that. Yes. Um, so that, that, that what, that's what comes to mind there. And then on the flip side, something you mentioned that I kind of just wanted to elaborate on. You said when God, you know, like comes in your life and you realize some things like where you have to like release people, things, whatever it might be that like he'll return that tenfold but also sometimes i think people look for something to be like a tangible return so like you lose a partner another partner shows up Mm -hmm. like the next day or whatever like or the next month or next year too often we're looking for something when the release the power was the release of that individual yes the power was the release of that habit the power was the release of that job or boss or whatever it might be mm-hmm. it doesn't mean a new job's gonna come tomorrow or next yeah. year or the year after that you gotta be patient sometimes the blessing was just that and that only. yes you know yes. what i'm saying it's like i just say that to say i see so many people will only practice gratitude for a day but when the when, when what they want what their desire isn't there the next day then they lose all gratitude from like that they have that for part God. Like, that part you know oh Thank you, Lord, for taking this person out of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have a new best friend tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanna, yeah. I want a new best friend tomorrow. Yes. And the new best friend doesn't come tomorrow, and they don't come the next week or the next week, and now they're like, man, fuck you, God. Like, why, yeah. isn't, why isn't this coming? It's like, you missing the point, my boy. Mm-hmm. And when you start thinking like that, you start fucking up your blessings because now you're looking for what you want instead of what God is giving you. Yes. And you can blind yourself really easily. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I ran into a cat. Um, I'm sorry because I'm brain farting his name. But anyway, brain, brain yeah. farting his name. I don't even. I don't I've even never heard myself say that word, but <laughs> that phrase before. Anyways. Um, we'll move past that, but, um, so I'm forgetting his name, but I ran into somebody at a park place the other day, um, in Leewood and I'm just walking around I ran into him. He's like an inspirational figure in the community, does some motivational speaking, um, just a powerful spiritual individual. Right. Mm. And so I was connecting with him and he was telling me like, it's like, you have to feel empowered by the work you're doing. You have to feel fulfilled and the money will follow. Right. And sometimes we hear that a lot. But when you just chase the money, eventually you'll like acquire that money. And when you acquire the money, you realize that wasn't what you're looking for. And now you keep chasing the money. And now that repeats and repeats, repeats because you're not looking for what makes you happy and what fulfills you and what empowers you. Yeah. And we're just sharing stories about that and how like uh, how God like manifests blessings in our life and how sometimes we don't see it. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, sometimes like I'll be struggling like for money and then all of a sudden like seven hundred dollars will like show up in my account out of nowhere yeah right when i need it the most so I'll, it'll be like june 1st and i'll be like damn i need money now i'm struggling yep. i'm not making enough money i'm in debt whatever it is right and then like i can survive i can survive but now yeah. it's like august 31st and i'm like oh fuck i'm getting to the end of this yeah. survival <laughs> and then it's like september 1st i'm like fuck my life's about to be over and i'll look yep. at my bank account and it's seven hundred dollars right at the last yes. minute and i'm yes. like damn 
Like, that's crazy. And there'll always be, like, a meaning behind where it came from. It's never, yeah. like, just blind shows up. It'll be, like, right. a tax refund that oh, we yeah. didn't return to you two years ago or something like that. You know, yeah. some shit. So it'll always make sense in terms of why it ended up there. But the timing is always powerful. But going back to what I was saying about not seeing, like, appreciating the blessing in the moment, is we can be like, I need $1,000. I want $1,000. Mm-hmm. We can write down, I manifest $10,000. And then one guy give us $200 out of nowhere, we're not grateful. No, you don't see it. Because we didn't get what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And so now we don't believe in God because we didn't get what we wanted. Yes. It's like all the wrong. All, all, change it up. Oh, oh man. Change yes. Well, but, and that, yeah. that's how he does that. Mm-hmm. Many times the best blessings, he's not going to give them to you with the ingredients and in the way that you wanted mm-hmm. or expected or imagined ever. Mm-hmm. And if you just learn to take what he gave you as the blessing like you said because anything from god is not a gift but the gift Mm -hmm. uh his last gift is the best gift Mm -hmm. and if you just learn to take every single little bit as the grand blessing as the grand gift that's when stuff starts getting good right there when you can be down in the dumps and tell God, thank you so much for this because you are teaching me this and this and that and not just say it to sugarcoat it or to try and try some new positive thinking when it comes to praying, but really embracing it and feeling that and believing it. That's when stuff starts getting Mm -hmm. real. That's when it starts getting fun. And uh, man, he found me and I found him in such a dark place at the end of last year. It uh, It was a very dark place. I was praying for a lot and uh, and I was praying for a lot specifically too, which I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I got better than what I was praying mm-hmm. for. I got better. Um, you know, I think the best thing that he's done for me so far has been wholeheartedly renewing my mind. Mm. Uh, he he showed me part. He you know everything was a blessing. Everything was a blessing. But he began showing me the parts of me that really needed just some honesty just be straight up you know be straight up you could be more honest with yourself you could be um you could be much more wise you know you you could be all of these things and you are and so he began a work in me in the hardest places the hardest places had me looking into my childhood you know to try and figure out why i reacted certain ways and this wasn't the first time i began digging into it i've asked myself questions like this before but because i was leading with complete honesty boy did it hurt but boy were the fruits so colorful from that and uh that you know it took a minute it took a little bit but every little every little piece where every every little moment where I felt down here or every little moment where I felt up here, seeing all that as a gift, man, that's what did it for me. All that as a gift. Yes. Like if you just take that phrase and, and like kind of apply it to everything that happens in our life, things become a lot more powerful with your relationship with God or your understanding of God. When you understand all things come from him. And I say that to say is like, I look at every good quality I like in you, right? Like, if I look at you and I'm like, every quality that I appreciate and love about you is a quality of God, then I can appreciate God in every moment and experience I experience with you, right? Yes, because absolutely. Because all, all good things come from God. If you truly yeah. believe that, like, all good qualities come from God, all evil things come from the yeah. creation of man. At least that's my opinion, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, when we understand that, anything about you, I'm going to be like... For example, you know, even if it's physical, like, I love your smile, 
but who the fuck created shorty right <laughs> a shout out to her parents too but who created her parents who had a, you know what i'm saying yeah. and if i can look at everything from physical to spiritual more spiritual than anything right but like you know how you speak the 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 things you care about the empathetic nature you have right or you know caring nature you have um when i can be like man i'm really god I'm glad god blessed you with that quality you yeah. know what i'm saying or gave you the access to that or like inside of my relationship with my lady every time we have a good experience which is every fucking day um but every time we have like good experiences i'm like damn i really love that quality and that quality is a reflection of god that's you mirroring god yes. and so then i'm just like thank you and if y'all follow me on Twitter or any social profile, pretty much every day I say the same thing, and it's because I mean it. You know, what I say, um, God is good, God is great, thankful for another day. And I really mean that, and that's why I post it every single day, because God is good, God, God is, is great, great, and I'm thankful for another day. And the reason I'm thankful for another day because all the beautiful things that I have in my life. And even if it was one thing or a hundred things, each beautiful thing is a resource God gave me or a tool God gave me or an experience or a human that God put into my life, right? Yes. So it's like, I mean, obviously at the end of the day, an individual has to go through their own individual path to understanding what faith is and understanding what like true their true relationship with God is. Yeah. But at least for me, that makes shit a lot easier when I understand that all good things come from God. Like, mm -hmm. And I, I go super deep into it, like this microphone, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Who created this microphone? Why did they create it? What inspired them? Like, I can promise you we can find our way back to, like, Absolutely. God being a source. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. That's Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> God is <laughs> good. That. God is good. God, God is, is great. great. You do what I'm saying? So yes. let's dive into, yeah. like, you know, we kind of dived a little bit into, like, the inspiration behind the fitness journey. I kind of want to talk to you about, like, what are some other things outside of, like, aesthetics, outside of, like, how it might make you feel when you, like, lift? Is there anything else about fitness that you really love or kind of is the reason that you show up every day or, yeah. like, and, and it doesn't have to be super happy if it is, but it yeah. doesn't have to be, like, super deep or anything. It could just yeah. be, like, bro, like, when I go do this shit, I'm just trying to get thick, Let's just talk about fitness in general and some of the things that inspire you to show up. I see that you got a new trainer. Shout out Mr. TNT. Yes. Um, and uh, go over follow at the him. Tough Club. Go Martin follow Fit. him. Yes, Martin TNT. Yes. MR and TNT Fit. Yes. yes. Go follow him. Good dude. Amazing. Was he, was he one of, Darius? I know there's a few individuals up there that are personal trainers that yes. used to be cops. Is, is, yes, he was yeah. one. He has a dope story. The reason I know a little bit about his story and a little bit about another individual and their story is because um, their owner, their owner, Blanking on his name, feel bad. Just blanking on everyone's name. Dang, I'm blanking on everybody's <laughs> name. But anyway, shout out to Buddy. He's a super dope, impactful individual in the community. Man, just shout out to the Tough Club in general because we yes. can go into a whole thing about Tough Club right now. But just go check them out on Instagram. They're opening up another location in the River Market coming soon. So you won't you won't find Club. any other trainers like them. Bet on that. Good peoples, good yeah. peoples. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fitness. Yes. What are some things at? I don't want to throw your age out there, but at the current age you're at right now, that like really you're passionate about when it comes to fitness why are you yeah. showing up why are you working out like yeah. what are the, what's the inspiration nowadays yeah no i i think the question makes me makes me just love the whole thing a lot more because what i immediately think about was 
my inspiration and my reasoning has changed so much. And I think that's one of the main things I love about it. And that's mm -hmm. where one of my main inspiration comes from. Uh, inspirations come from now is the fact that I've wanted so I wanted it for so many reasons at different points in my life that I think right now my biggest I think the biggest reason I love it so much and why it inspires me is because for one these days I've led with the discipline mindset mm -hmm. and when you've got when you've got discipline you know and I've I've talked about this with with a few people some are like I get what you're saying and some are like I don't get what you're saying <laughs> the whole discipline motivation mm -hmm. thing um I started out leading with I need to rely on motivation. Mm -hmm. I need to rely on motivation. I need to rely on motivation. I didn't have no discipline, so I was like, I need that. Um, switch that around, and I have enjoyed it so much more since then. Uh, you can have the discipline, and because you don't have motivation, you may not enjoy it as much, right? But you're still gonna go the discipline to either get to the gym, eat the right foods, um, eat enough, whatever it may be. Um, if the motivation isn't there, that's fine. Your discipline is going to get you there. Uh, you can have the motivation and say, I want to do this. I don't want to be this way anymore. Look at this person, la-da-da-da-da. Um, and if you don't have the discipline, we all know how that goes. Mm -hmm. So both are necessary, 100%, to enjoy it wholeheartedly and to really love what you're doing. They're both necessary for that. Um, do you need motivation as much as you need discipline? That's a different story. And so I think because I've led with such a disciplined mindset, my motivation has been there stronger mm. because I'm seeing it's not even about my body changing anymore. Um, I'm seeing my heart change when it comes to this stuff because I'm doing it nowadays uh, to be healthy and to be strong and to learn my body more. Uh, truly test what it's capable of but in a mindful and smart way yeah. and so i think when it starts from within oddly enough because it's ironically enough because it's fitness you know outside in when it starts from within for me personally uh it's yeah the fruits have just been abundant you know i've like you mentioned i've been training for uh over five years i guess that's when i started and have gone have fluctuated through so many different stages physically and mentally when it came to fitness. Uh, you know, there are many times where I just went to say I went, to tell myself I went. And did I give my all? That's blank, mm -hmm. you know? Certain days where I would go and give my all, did I grow? That's a blank. And so both of those different scenarios, I was missing a lot and doing it for reasons that my soul, my insides didn't need. But so, I want you to hold, and I'm sorry yeah. for interrupting right there, but I think that there is something important to just pull from there. Sometimes you showed up, but did you work hard? That's a different story. But mm -hmm. I will say, when you do show up, when you, and going back to discipline, when you do show up, no matter if you do one push-up or all three, four, five sets that you were supposed to do, if you keep fucking showing up somewhere, eventually you're going to do the work. There seeds. If you keep yep. showing up somewhere, eventually you are going to do the work or someone around you is going to make you do the work. Something's going to happen where the work gets done. When you rely on strictly motivation, then you're going to go in there and you like, well, first off, you ain't going to go in there if you're not motivated. But if you go in there and you motivated and you go do all that hard work and now you're relying on motivation the next day, 
and it's not there, like you said, you're much less likely to show up. But the practice of discipline and getting one rep or 50 reps or whatever you were supposed to do becomes so powerful because when you consistently show up somewhere, something good is bound to happen. Yes. Whether the habit is created and now you bored in that motherfucker because you keep going up there. Well, I can't keep driving 20 minutes to the gym to do one push-up. Yeah. <laughs> like, eventually you're going to use some common sense. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think even though you may not have showed up for yourself in the full way that you wanted to, there's still power Yes. Back to the topic of discipline of showing up each time and whether you put in the work or not, whatever. But yeah. sorry, I just wanted to jump no, in there and don't grab be sorry. that That's because a I feel like, point. especially for people who don't go to the gym right now, that that would be an important concept to grasp. Is I don't give a fuck if you go in there and do five minutes on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you go in there and stretch and don't break a sweat. I yep. just want you to walk into a gym or go outside and fucking walk or do 10 push ups. I don't care what it is. You can't do a push up. First off, if you just came up for an excuse of everything I just said in that three seconds, there's more you got to dive deeper into mm-hmm. inside of your own brain. If you were like, I can't do push-ups. I don't have a gym. I don't have money for a membership. I can't go outside. I live in the snow. If you just mm-hmm. did that in your brain, there's a lot of rewiring that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's not a bad thing. That means there's room for you to grow. That's room for power to like grow inside you. There's a lot of beauty that can manifest itself if you decide right now in this moment change that mindset up so i don't want you to look at that as a bad thing but please please practice the art of discipline go read what the definition means start somewhere in your life if it's fitness or washing the dishes or making your bed navy seal dude that gave a talk many years ago 20 years ago or something like that 15 years ago did a talk about making his bed every morning and how important that was Mm -hmm. it's not the act the action itself that uh, of what happened it's the act of doing something, something, anything, pushing in the chair every day. Every day you walk into work, reorganizing and pushing the chairs, like simple shit, mm-hmm. but find somewhere in your life where you can be disciplined back to what you were saying. Sorry. Oh man, I'm so glad you touched on that. I was that. about to get on a yeah. even longer rant, so I was like, cut <laughs> yourself off, Collins, cut yeah. yourself off, but okay, sorry, no, you were man. speaking about- Yes, that ties in with, with the next thing is that fear of- that fear of not only not being able to motivate yourself, but on the complete side of that, just that discouragement, the fear of that alone, that's what's going to keep you there. Mm-hmm. That is what's going to keep you there. And like you were saying, if you were thinking of all these excuses, you know, in, in this being talked about, yes, there is 100% a lot of rewiring that needs to happen. And that fact alone can be so intimidating and it is so much easier to be stuck there because it's intimidating and it man you know i it's pretty rare that i'll mention you know how long i've been training because of all of the different stages i've hit and really that part doesn't really even matter you know where are you at now and what has changed so man you know i that's really it in terms of in terms of my inspiration uh, where that stems from now you know once you be once you befriend discipline mm-hmm. you pff, unstoppable unstoppable at that point in so many areas of your life because you let's say you start with discipline in the gym and let's say your idea of discipline is getting to the gym or your idea of discipline is like you said just going in and stretching 
yeah, you went. And it's tough to be proud of that if that's all you did. And if you're leading with a disciplined mindset, no, discipline is getting a whole workout, got to do. No, let's just say that's what your definition is. You keep that going for some time. And that same that same uh, philosophy of, of, of discipline is going to then transfer to those areas of your life slowly but surely. And maybe you're not seeing it right then and there, but you will. Um, and this goes for the standards you have for yourself. This goes for the boundaries you have with the relationships around you. This goes for the goals you're setting. These goals are too low. I need to raise them up to a realistic but disciplined standard. Uh, it, it is like a virus that just spreads throughout your life. And when you, bef when you befriend discipline, man, it's, it's a great place. And when, you it's a great place. and when you befriend discipline, what happens is you begin to create one of the most powerful things that you were talking about when you were in high school that you were struggling with, but you create one of the most powerful things, and the word is habits. You create habits, but habits have no opportunity to breathe, exist, be created without the art of discipline. Discipline begets habits. Habits beget change. Change begets growth. Growth begets more and more and more, and it just continues to compound. And shit, you know, habits beget change. Change begets compounding. Compounding begets just massive growth. So it's really just like a domino effect, but you have to start with flicking the first domino that has the yes. word discipline on it. And that can start anywhere. It doesn't matter where in your life, but it can it has to start somewhere. It doesn't yes. matter where, but it has to start somewhere. That part, yeah. that part right there. Um, it has to start somewhere. Whether you're starting because of an insecurity, whether you're starting because of motivation, whether you're starting because you saw, whatever, you have got to start somewhere. And I started because of an insecurity. I didn't know it at the time. You know, many people start because of motivation. Somebody would call that insecurity motivation. I'm motivated to not be fat or right. whatnot. I'm motivated right. to be healthy. I think if you really dig down deep into it, you can separate. You can dissect all of these different things. But if you just start somewhere and start looking and start looking at that and loving that, most of all, man, it's gonna be tough, but it is gonna be so lovely, and it's not something you'll ever regret. <laughs> There's uh, so many things to regret in this life. That's not going to be one of them. It's not going to be one of them at all. You'll look no. back and be happy as hell with that decision. Yes. I love that. You know, and I hope that, shout, shout out to being downtown. I know this is random, but the funny guys, thing about being downtown is you always just hear people playing their music on the weekends, driving down the road. We can feel the vibration from up here. We're, we're about man, I felt 12 like We on the 17th <laughs> floor. We was over here feeling vibrations and shit. But anyways, I can hear every lyric from um, down there. But no, like on the topic of what I hope was just an impactful message for you guys, you've been sharing some impactful messages on your story on occasion, bi-daily, daily, daily, bi-weekly, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't keep tracks of what date you posted, I just know that I see it on your story on often, so like how do those come about do they just come about are they intentional like hey like every monday i'm gonna share a nice message do you like strategic are you strategized around that or does it kind of just come see i hear that exactly what yeah. we're doing but anyways it's all good yeah. but um what's it called is it like strategic or is it like damn i've been thinking about this let me share this yeah um like i guess just how do those come about they're really well thought out they also remind me of why i think i uh 
was drawn to you in the first place, even when you was a young bull, but because there's a sense of maturity there, just in the way you're able to speak, the way you're able to like um, take your thoughts, put them into words, and make sure that the person that you're speaking to or around understands what you're trying to say. Yeah. And, you know, I always appreciated that about you. I think that's what I, why I've always been drawn to you, aside from you being into fitness. So, um, yeah, what, what inspires those messages, I guess? Yeah. Are they, like, strategic content and yeah come off the brain or is yeah. it like ah shit i'm really feeling this way let me share it yeah no thank you for asking um boy they are for the most part not planned at all um you know i think it, it's so i think it's really weird but one thing that i that i realized i was a little proud of just these uh let's say last four months or so last three let's yeah anywhere from three to five months um of course, social media and all of these apps show you what you want. Mm-hmm. They show you what you think you want, mm-hmm. and they show you what um, they show you what they hear and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, one of the weirdest things that mine is I just a whole bunch of like light skinned men that are jacked. <laughs> I was gonna um, say, just being honest, you know, uh, a whole bunch of athletes just. Braided hair, you know, yeah. dangling Jesus That's face it. on their ear. You don't want to know um, what was on mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, good. That might sound a little sus to y'all, but look, eventually y'all gonna see me out here with a dangling ring. <laughs> Just wait for it. More jack. You know twenty twenty. I might start actually four. caring about weekly haircuts. <laughs> we'll see. Continue. Man, it it was such a weird thing to be proud of when slowly but surely I started to see that shift. Mm. It was no longer about. Um, Oh man, there was just an excessive amount of of uh, tutorials on how to not blame yourself. Mm. You know, there, there, and of course that becomes narcissistic and manipulative to yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's what your ego needs at the time. That's what it. And isn't it just freaking crazy how they're gonna wild. show you that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got I I got it. Think it in your head like, man, fuck you, Instagram. Man, fuck you, Instagram. <laughs> how dare you really show me you. what I feel? <laughs> yeah. You're really feeling and thinking that, and there they go. And it got to a point where I didn't even want to go on social media because mm-hmm. I knew it was going to show me what I was, it, it was going to show me my reflection, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was a weird thing to be proud of uh, when I slowly but surely started to see these things change. It was, um, it was very simultaneous when, with me starting to feel things change within me. Uh, cert- certain habits I was dropping and replacing with other really good ones. And, man, the list goes on. Um, and I have so many of these inspirational um, and I think just really motivating, uh, man, and even motivating doesn't do it for me anymore. But just these posts uh, saved in my phone back to 2015. Man, I mean, that's when it all started. And uh, nowadays... The main reason that I post and how that goes about is, for one, I every now and then like to think of that as kind of another journal for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. You know, um, I like being able to look back and know that this was on my mind, this was on my heart. But right now, the biggest reason I do it is the whole just sincere hope that somebody's gonna see it and think, damn, I needed to hear this. Mm. And that's why I take it so seriously because I have these thoughts all the time. Like, oh man, you, you know, I it, it's a true reflection of 
of certain things that I've struggled with that I had to really dissect and figure out for myself first. And when I dissect something, I mean, it takes me days, you know, it, I will write my hand off and it takes me days, ask myself some, just some tough questions, you know, regarding what comes up. And because I've been switching it to the intention of just hoping somebody gets value from that, that's what makes it so meaningful for me. That's what makes me passionate to do it. Um, you know, just yesterday, you know, I posted about, I, I posted my transformation, which go check it out again, Darius, yeah, he's the guy. Uh, I posted my transformation uh, these last few weeks and then brought up uh, some old pictures of myself. You know, I do, I do a lot of this for her. And I also do a lot of this for her. Two different versions of me uh, that were just not healthy in so many ways. Um, and I reflected on, I reflected on the fact that I looked back at these pictures and felt everything that was going on inside of me. And just, yeah, seeing seeing the body and seeing how my mind and my mindset, my mind state, how it reflected in, into my body. And that's what, that's what it is in general. Um, your mind and your mindset, your mind state reflects onto your body. Um, so there was that side of it, but there was also just seeing that and just really, again, wanting to give that girl inside a, just a big old hug. Uh, because that girl in both, in, in two different times, really believed that that was it you know yeah I'm trying but I think this is it we're not growing anymore and I uh, just wanted to to really be there for that version of me that that girl inside of me because it was never true um, it was never I was never gonna stay there as realistic as it felt like I'm gonna stay here uh, my mindset has declined and whatnot this is where I'm supposed to be um, I wanted to be there for that version of me and I didn't actually start seeing true after all this time of being in this of being on this fitness journey or whatnot that has been at the side of my mental growth journey and just under understanding myself journey just has you know all of these aside of each other I never really started seeing true reaping until I started learning to understand myself better and understanding the difficult parts of me. So even last night when I was, uh, you know, uh, thinking of, actually I was thinking on this for a couple of days, uh, I knew the transformation post was coming up and, you know, I'd been looking at all the time actually just to, for one, humble myself, but to again, just be there for that old version of me. Um, I was thinking of this and realized and digested that there are so many people out there who are at a different place right now but still are leading from and believing that they are that same person they may be in a different body or whatnot or maybe they are in the same body but they're still leading from that version of themselves and I didn't start seeing the true reaping until I started just cutting stuff off cutting behaviors out uh, cutting certain people out cutting just a bunch of these things that the, that cliche enough did not serve me uh, did not serve the person you're trying to become and whatnot and whenever I made that decision to let God take the wheel and not only show me what he wanted to do in me, but actually take action on that too, God can speak to you all day. 
he will be there for you. And sometimes he's not going to be there for you because he's tried and you're like, no, nah, God, I got this. I want to do my own thing. He's, he's going to try and he will speak to you. And you can pray all you want, but you got to do the work. And so when I actually began doing that, when that alone became a habit and it became something that I loved, that's when I started seeing just beautiful things start happening in my life. You know, there were, um, beginning of this year, there was so much going on and I felt such a peace in me that didn't even make sense. Mm -hmm. I felt such a peace and a sense of gratitude that, you know, I would question, why is this even here? And so, um, you know, these, these posts now that come up that I do some thinking about, that's my true hope is out there as somebody who maybe is going through the same thing. Maybe they just tap through it or whatnot, which is okay. But in that little crowd, there's going to be, you know, those handful of people who are like, I didn't know I was feeling this way, or I didn't know that there was a way to put how I was feeling into words or, you know, and, and thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe even the stuff that's tough to hear. You know, I've posted some, some posts like that on certain things to be aware of and for me that was tough to hear a lot of the stuff that I, if not all of the stuff that i post you know that i write out i've been there you know i've been judgmental i've been this i've been that and so just using all of that as a utility and not something to be ashamed of anymore everyone has those spots and it's much easier to be ashamed of it if you don't want to move from there valid yeah valid valid i love it We've talked about so much today that keeps like uh, inspiring different thoughts that I want to like go down, but we just don't have enough time. Yeah. So we will definitely have to run this back a second time. As we lead towards the end of this show today, I kind of want to do a practice that uh, I implemented in my last episode and I want to implement in this episode because I kind of liked it. So get comfortable, get ready to be uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I love um, it. So I want you to take a moment to close your eyes and think about not the version of the past of you, because we talked a lot about that today, about speaking and being there for the little girl from the past or the younger girl from the past, but today, I want you to think about Denise today in the past 24 hours, and I want you to share on the mic one thing you need to hear that maybe you are scared to tell yourself or maybe um, took some courage to say to yourself, but just something, whether it's a kind message to yourself or a reality check message to yourself, what's something, Denise, on March, it's like April 7th, 2023, needs to hear right now? Take your time. Keep watering. Keep watering yourself. I think that's it. Yeah. And to elaborate just a little bit on that, when you experience the blessings from God that you've never experienced before, that at one point you didn't think you deserved, that didn't make sense, like I said, it's really easy to eventually be grateful for just that. Mm. And so everything that he's done in your life, they're all seeds and they're gifts and the renewal is gift is a gift. And 
I think I need to hear that because in certain places it's tough and I need to hear to just keep watering myself and keep watering myself with his word and his and his light because I will say down to the ground that none of this would be here on the inside of me if it weren't for him that was lovely literally that was lovely i love that question no i'm glad you i'm glad you participated and i'm glad you agreed to come on the show today it was my pleasure Um, like i said i do say this a lot in my episodes but that's because we're able to really sit down and have genuine conversations with people on the show that is why it's called voices of value when i come on here share whatever valuable insights you've gleaned from your life experience with the audience so that they can connect with or learn from or be inspired by or maybe even have something that they want to say back to you and they might direct message you who knows and you might be able to have a beautiful conversation dms open i hope to i hope to touch some hearts and i'm down for some deep combos she is i am down (laughs) to go deep in the dirt deep down don't get scared because i go deep (laughs) hey if you know me if you know me you know I go deep. <laughs> Mandatory. But that's important, man. Those yes. conversations are what actually matter. That's what yes. I was always raised to believe that the most important conversations are elevated conversations. That's the yes. phrase my parents always use. Just make sure you're having elevated conversations. And sometimes my conversations with friends weren't elevated, and that's why I'm a fucking loner now. <laughs> because I'm just like, damn, none of these conversations are they are hard to elevate these conversations. Yeah. When I try, it's mm. not happening. Mm. And so... At that point, it kind of becomes kind of fatiguing, and it's too easy, ladies and gentlemen. And I guess this could be a practice, so you could, like, get stronger at it, but I'd rather just, like, change up my environment personally. But, like, it's too easy to fall into what everyone else is doing if you surround yourself with people who aren't doing things you want to do. Yeah. It might be hard to find people who are doing what you want to being who you want to become and that sometimes take a long time to like create your community of growth like your growth community and i'm definitely going through that phase in my life right now where it's like damn it's just me and my girl pretty much and because yeah. it's like hard to like surround myself with people but like man it can become way too easy to just start being like everyone else yes like to my guys out there if every conversation you having with your guys is just about sports cars guns and excuse my language, bitches, like, if that's all you talking about, how you about to go find some new cat, like, that's what's coming out your mouth, not to, and mm. by the way, ladies, I'm not talking about, I'm just saying the words that they be using, that's mm. all, but, like, if that's all you can talk about, bro, like, I don't care if you 19 or 37, I don't think there's ever a right time for those conversations to be the main source of the way you're connecting with your boys, Mm-mm. you know what I'm saying, Mm-mm. so, Try to find ways to elevate that. And if that's not what your conversations look like right now, exit them. Yep. Ladies. And in case, I'm generalizing men and generalizing women right now, and I realize that. But ladies, if all y'all can find yourself doing is gossiping about other girls or about how this nigga did this or did mm-hmm. that or how you going, why can't Kim K do this or do that, whatever. Again, I know I'm generalizing. But if, if, if that's all the conversations are with your homegirls, you need to find a new group. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. be alone for a little while. Yeah. And just converse with God. If you're a godly person, if you're a God-fearing, a faith-believing person, then switch out them conversations with the writings of God. Switch out them conversations with YouTube videos. Like, sometimes you just got to do that to exit. But, again, I'm about to go on a long-ass rant that we don't have time for, so I'm going to cut that short. And I want you to plug the people with where they can find you, how they can support your journey, um, where can they find you on the Internet to be able to communicate with you, 
And if there's anything else out there that you'd like to plug, maybe you have a secret clothing brand or secret <laughs> something going on, <laughs> or maybe yet. you're selling something right now <laughs> at work that you want people to pull up, yeah. wherever, whatever you want to plug, yeah. this is your moment, and then we'll sign out. Well, you guys can find me right now on Insta at Martinez with two Z's dot O. I post a lot of, like you were saying, hopefully touching posts. Hopefully that's what it'll mean to you. My fitness journey is on there, and every now and then, picture of moi. But uh, if you have a motorcycle or if you know anyone with a motorcycle looking for one of those, a side-by-side, four-wheelers, whatever it may be, DM me because I've got some really 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 dope clothing and riding gear to show you and hopefully we dig into that a little more next time mandatory um, mandatory. <laughs> and uh last but not least just because it was really powerful what you just said yes it's really easy to stay there so stop hesitating on evaluating what things what people what feelings what behaviors you no longer want start evaluating those and it's gonna get tough but you aren't going to begin gravitating towards the people that you want and towards the opportunities that you want if you don't evaluate that because the same thing is going to happen. Yeah, you may cut people out. You may change your environment, but the cycle is going to repeat itself if you haven't believed that you deserve different and that you need different. So evaluate that. Uh, come find me. And like I said, I'm down for going down in the deep end if you want that. So I love that. And that yes. was a great way to end. That's going to be our call to action. Reevaluate what you want and what you don't want in your life. Write it down. Record an audio message. Record a video. Whatever you need to do to put that down in writing or just put it out there into the world. And then start to make changes little by little. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy, C-I-Z-Z-Y, signing out of the V-O-V, Voices of Value podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star review as that is the only way we can grow. We need you, and I need you. You maybe don't need me, but I need you. So support, share, much love. Salud.